Hey everyone, it's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. Okay, I have a question that was sent in by a woman named Isabel and I asked her uh, if I could read it in the vlog and she said yes and she said I could use her first name, so here we go. Dear Susan, I'm writing to you because I have a question about Brightline eating participants with a history of binge eating disorder or yo-yo dieting. My question is this. Is it possible that people with a history of calorie restriction followed by binging or even yo-yo dieting have created permanent neuropathways in the brain and that due to this, the binges have become an adaptive response? When I watched your last vlog about a pickle always being a pickle, a huge light came on as I realized that maybe, just maybe, people with past eating disorders have unwillingly created neuropathways that go right back into function the very minute that the body experiences food restriction. I, like many Brightline Eating Boot Campers, have a history of restricting calories, then binging and gaining all of the weight right back and then some. Due to this repetitive behavior over and over in the last 30 years, when I restrict my calories, like being on the weight loss food plan, I immediately feel an uncontrollable urge to binge and it physiologically feels as if it's life-threatening if I don't provide more calories to my body. Maybe the hypothalamus or chief subcortical center feels threatened and sends the urgent message to eat. Could it be that food restriction is the cue, like the bell, and the uncontrollable urge to binge is the physiological response, like salivation? If this theory stands, maybe Brightline Eating participants like myself need to begin their journey on the maintenance plan in order to el and, and immediately eliminate sugar and flour, and then after a certain period of time, one could eliminate one item off the maintenance food plan every month to create a slow but gradual weight loss to avoid activating the old neural pathways which result in binge eating and falling off the Brightline Eating Plan. Thank you for considering my question in your vlog as I profoundly feel it might help the participants like myself understand why, are they, are, why they are binging on the weight loss plan. I need to understand this in order to move forward on my Brightline Eating journey. Clarification. When I say that I binge, it's not on sugar and flour. It's on quantities. Just to make sure I'm clear, the urges to binge are not associated with the addictive pulls of sugar and flour, but are associated with providing more food to the body. Sincerely, Isabel. All right. That's an awesome question. Okay. I have a bunch of thoughts about that. Okay. So um, I think you're onto something, Isabel. I absolutely do. And and I want to let you know that I have binge eating disorder, like diagnosed from my early 20s. It was probably, I was, I had it in my teens, but I got diagnosed at the age of like 23 or something like that. Um, and I have binged so hard that um, I've ruptured my stomach lining. I've binged so hard that the fluid swelled up in my knees and I couldn't get off the toilet. I've binged so hard that I gained 16 pounds in a week. Like I, I, like I have, I have binge eating disorder as bad as anybody that I know. And I have experienced um, like calorie restriction is what you're talking about. Not usually on the weight loss food plan, but, but what would be below the weight loss food plan, um, putting me into a binge cycle that's, that's worse than what it would be if I weren't trying to manage my food at all. I've definitely experienced that. And as the sort of head of Brightline Eating, I've also watched 
a slice, not, not the majority, but a slice of people who have a history with restricting or bulimia or binge eating disorder, um, going back to binging, um, even if they haven't binged in decades, um, after starting Bright Line Eating. Now, um, I'm curious how many of them were restricting their calories below the weight loss food plan, because actually I tend not to see it with just the weight loss food plan, but, I, but sometimes. So anyway, um, now you asked about whether calorie restriction could be like um, the bell and the binging could be like salivation. So sort of a cue response thing. That's classical conditioning. I think it's actually more operant conditioning that's in play here. So this is like reinforcement and punishment um, is operant conditioning. It's like, it's like pigeons or rats in a Skinner box, basically. So um, you provide some sort of stimulus and then there's some sort of trained up response. And based on, um, based on what happens in the world, um, those responses can be stronger and stronger and stronger, or they can get weaker and weaker and weaker. Reinforcement makes the response stronger. Punishment makes the response weaker. So what's actually happening here is a form of what's called negative reinforcement. Negative reinforcement is what leads us all to put our seatbelts on right away when we get into the car. Um, if we don't put the seatbelt on, this little sound goes ding, 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 and it's enough to make you want to kill yourself until you put your seatbelt on. So negative reinforcement is when the behavior makes the bad thing stop. Now, reinforcement always increases a response. So positive reinforcement is what we're used to. It's like praise or money or rewards or sticker charts, and it's like a good thing makes the behavior increase. Negative reinforcement, people always confuse it with punishment. It's not punishment. Negative reinforcement is when the behavior increases, not because we just got a good thing, but because a bad thing just went away. And in your case, what's happened is over a lifetime of restriction followed by overeating, your brain and body have set up a situation where there's some kind of discomfort or feeling of ugh that happens, hunger, um, dis-ease, itchiness that makes you feel like you want to binge and the binging takes away that bad feeling. And so the binging behavior is reinforced and it's going to increase in the future in a similar situation because that, that yucky feeling went away as soon as you binged, as soon as you got that full stomach and the body got that heavy, sated, satisfied, whew, like, whew, that'll do, like, yeah. As soon as that feeling came in, all of that, you know, um, hungry, itchy, disquieted feeling went away. That's negative reinforcement. So it's not exactly the same as Pavlov's dogs and classical conditioning. It's a little different. But I don't think it matters. I want to call your attention also, Isabel, to your, to your point about permanent neuropathways. And I do talk about a pickle always being a pickle. And yes, those neuropathways are permanent. However, that doesn't mean that you're doomed it means that you're gonna to need to get enough support to, um, to create other pathways that are the ones that get used. Now, the, the binging neuropathways will always be there lying in wait, but that doesn't mean that you ever have to binge again. It, it, you know, there is such a thing as a dry riverbed with no water in it forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Um, so just to be clear, you totally can get over this. Now, your proposed solution of um, going up to a maintenance food plan and then gradually 
cutting back 